Hallelujah. I really didn't intend to do it this way. We've got several things we need to do, but as Brother Middleton has said, I think God is trying to do something significant in this place tonight. And I feel like I have a word from the Lord that fits in with where we are and what's going on in this service. So rather than disrupt it with the normal stuff, I am going to get directly into the word of the Lord. I will tell you there is a fellowship after service on the patio. I hope to get to some other announcements. We've got sign-up sheets for Celebrate Recovery for Food and a few other things that need to be done. I don't know if we'll get there or not. We'll do the best we can. Luke chapter 24. I do want to say how thankful I am the Lord has brought my wife and two of my children back home safely. I am incomplete without her. So I am saddened to have traded off a daughter, but I'm thankful. This is Elizabeth's first service, right? Since being home from Latvia. She's been home a couple of weeks, but first service she's been in. Praise God. Luke 24, verse 46. Verse 45 says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But, but, tarry. Ye in the city of Jerusalem, how long? Until ye be endued with power from on high. God bless you. You may be seated. We have heard much and should hear much about the fact that as the church we are supposed to go. We just had, several weeks ago, the Go Conference, reminding us, equipping us, training us to go. But Jesus, having been resurrected, appears to the disciples, is communicating with them, but He gives them instruction. And the instruction was not just go. But this instruction was, I want you to go and tarry. I don't want you to just go. I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to tarry. I want you to wait until you are endued with power from on high. The word tarry according to Strong's means this, to seat down. It means to set, figuratively a point. 
It means to sit down. It means to settle. We are living in a time, I think, more than any other where all we want to do is go, go, go. What's the next thing we're doing? What's the next thing on the agenda? What's the next activity plan? What's the, what's the next occasion we have to look forward to? And, and, and whatever it is that's going to slow us down and cause us to not go as fast, how can we figure out how to avoid that? Because we're all about going. But Jesus says, I want you to go, but before you really go, I've got one other instruction, and that is I want you to tarry. I want you to sit yourself down, and I want you to stay there until... I don't want you to just sit there for a moment and if something happens, great. And if not, get up and move on to the next thing. But I want you to make up your mind that you are going to stay until something happens. I wonder what would happen in some lives here tonight. If you would make up your mind, you know what? We may not sing another song and there may not be an altar call and I might not get invited to come down for ministry, but I am going to make up my mind that I will not leave this place tonight until. Maybe that means that in a few moments you don't get up and come to this altar, but maybe that means in a few moments you get your stuff together and you go down to that prayer room where there's no parameters on how long you stay and when you have to leave because there's nobody to lock up. And you walk in there and you make up your mind, I am going to tarry. I am going to wait until... I don't think it's just my flesh. It may be, and if so, my apologies, but I don't think it is. The pressure, Brother Middleton. What if we just sat and sang for two hours tonight? Breathe on me. Power of God, come in and change me. It's the next part of that course that a lot of us don't do well with. You are all I need. I don't need a chosen activity to come to. I don't need a special service. I don't need a counseling appointment. I don't need to go to my Oikos leader. I don't need that. But all I need is if I can just find myself a place and make up my mind, I am going to stay until something happens. I preached it several weeks ago and I believe we are still in it. I know we're in, we're in the last, the, the, the winding down days of summer and there's lots of distraction and lots of people apparently hopefully out of town, not just staying home from church, but whatever the case is, it's, it's not unusual to have a little bit of challenge in August, but I preached it a few weeks ago and I'll say it again tonight. Not every moment is created equal. 
Not every moment is created equal. Not only is that the case for us as a body, but I believe that's also the case for us as individuals. I wonder how many times we have passed by moments that God had set up to be significant moments between Him and us, but we weren't willing to stay until... Breathe. On me, power of God, come in and change me. My apologies, I'm drawing a blank. I I should know this off the top of my head, so forgive me for that. How many days did they tarry in the upper room? I'm not the only one. Ten, I think somewhere around ten. Somewhere around 10. We don't know the details. We don't know the details. We don't know. We, we don't know. We're not given all of the specifics of what happened and how it happened. But I just have a feeling it is safe to presume that they stayed in that upper room until... That they didn't show up in the morning and hang out for a couple of hours and see if something was going to happen. If, you know, by by 9 or 10 o'clock, by noon, if nothing's going on, we got stuff to do, we got places to go, and maybe we'll come back later on this evening, or maybe we'll be back tomorrow. I don't think that's the way it worked. I think when they assembled in that upper room, they decided we will not leave until... I don't know what the facilities were like. I don't know if they had kitchen and bathrooms and showers and all of that. I don't know if they all came in the same pair of clothes and stayed for ten days until. But I got a feeling they did. They came and made up their minds. Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen, and I am not going to leave until it happens. I am not going to take the chance that I miss. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Brother Wright, if you, can, if you can crank it up real quick and I can get my blessing real quick, I'll be good. If we can get a if we can get a microwave move of God, that'll be great. Pop that TV dinner in the oven, get it warmed up real quick so I can eat. No, 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 no. We we're not just cooking home cooked meal. We got it. We got to get the fire started, and we got to get the coals going, and 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 we 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 got to get it. We, we we don't have electric just to turn on. If I can't punch a couple of numbers and get what I want real quick, I'm out of here. Some of you were about to get it. Others of you were trying to say it, but your spirits. Breathe on me, but hurry up. Hurry up and breathe on me, Jesus. Hurry up and breathe on me, Jesus. But what would happen to you? What would happen in your life? What would happen in your... Some of you are dealing with family stuff and family problems, family challenges that just don't seem to be changing. What would happen if you made up your mind, I'm going to find me a place and I am going to tarry until... It wasn't good enough for them to just go. They needed to go stop by Jerusalem and stay until...
until, until. I wonder if there's anybody tonight that has an until in your spirit. I wonder if there's anybody in this place tonight that's hungry and desperate enough that you've got an until in your spirit. I'll be willing to wait until. I'll be willing to stay until. I will be willing to not do anything else until. Oh, yeah, they had to go. Yes, they needed to go. You know what? I believe we are on the verge of a fresh going. I believe we are on the verge of about to go like we haven't gone in a long time. But I also believe in the Holy Ghost tonight that the word of the Lord is to us. Before you just get caught up in going, you need to make sure you sit still and get what you need. And don't move until you get it. Don't just go, but get something that you need before you go. There's a story in 2 Samuel chapter 18, verse 19. The Bible says, Then said Ahimeaz, the son of Zadok, Let me now run and bear the king tidings, how that the Lord hath avenged him of his enemies. This is the story of Absalom. I think the name will come up here in a moment. But Joab said unto him, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Then said Joab to Cushai, Go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushai bowed himself unto Joab and ran. Then said Ahimei, the son of Zadok, yet again to Joab, But howsoever, let me, I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, Wherefore wilt thou run, my son, seeing you have no message? And you're not ready. I challenge you young adults, you young people tonight that are hungry for God, that you've got a genuine passion and desire for God. Don't get so much in a hurry that you run, but you don't have anything to say. Don't get so caught up in wanting to go that you don't let God do everything necessary to prepare you to go. And if an elder says to you, hold on, not yet, then you need to accept, hold on, not yet. If somebody else says it's not time yet and you're ready to run, you need to accept it's not time yet. Where are you going to go? I mean, as you, you, you got no tidings. But howsoever said, he let me run. And he said unto him, run. <laughs> if you're not willing to listen to what I'm saying, if you're not willing to accept my guidance and counsel, and you've got your mind made up, you want to run, then fine, just go ahead and run. You better be careful when you talk God into giving you the green light that He's not ready to give you. You can press long enough that He very well may finally say, if that's what you want, go ahead. It's not time. That's not what I have for you. But if you're not willing to wait, they that wait. They that wait. Kind of sounds like tarrying to me. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew. I don't think I have ever, in fact I know, I have never 
drink coffee from a Keurig. I have no plan to ever drink coffee from a Keurig. They say that it's not bad, but I will never know. Because most stuff that there's a shortcut to, it's not the same as what takes time. Now, I'm not going to the pour over, folks. We, we, we want the quick fix. We want it now. And if you don't, hurry up. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I heard, I was just, I was just told about a, a preacher somewhere between the west coast and the east coast, the north border and the south border, that on a Sunday morning, just recently preached two hours and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning. Lord, have mercy. Whew. We better not do that. Because we don't have time. Where would you and I be if the disciples and the others would have said, Lord, <laughs> sounds good. We really want what you have to give. We're really interested in what you want to pour out. But we really don't have much time. So you got to get it done. We're going to give you a space to work in. And if you, if you get it done in that space, we're good. But if you don't hurry up and do it, we got stuff to do. There was 500, 500 that saw him go up. Perhaps they were a part of that crowd that he said, go to Jerusalem and wait. And they went from 500 to 120 because 380... Just didn't want to wait. I would imagine that 380 was a part of the 3,000 later on. There's a good chance. But they couldn't tell the story that I was there. I was sitting there in that upper room and we didn't know what we were waiting for. We didn't know what to expect. All we know is that He told us to go and wait. All we know is that He said, Go and tarry until you are endued with power. And we were sitting there day after day with nothing happening but all of a sudden out of nowhere we started hearing what was like a rushing mighty wind and people that had never had the experience before that had no idea what it was like suddenly began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance I prophesy to this congregation tonight that there is coming a moment in the not too 
distant future where there is going to be a switch in the spirit and something is going to be poured out like never before. And so the question is not if it will happen. The only question is who is going to be in a position that says I will be here when it happens and I won't go anywhere until it happens. And as long as I have to wait, I will tarry until it happens. Hallelujah. Run. And Ahimeaz ran by the way of the plain and overran Cushai. Get, get the picture. The guy that has the message that was sent, he overruns him. And David sat between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate unto the wall, and lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, a man running alone. And the watchman cried and told the king, and the king said, If he be alone, there is tidings in his mouth. And he came apace and drew near. And the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called unto the porter and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king said, He also bringeth tidings. And the watchman said, Methinketh the running of the foremost is like the running of Ahimeaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man and cometh with good tidings. He's a good man. He just has one problem. He didn't tarry. He didn't wait long enough to get a message to bring. He was too much in a hurry to run that he wasn't patient. Oh, God. Ahamiah called and said unto the king, All is well. And he fell down to the earth upon his face before the king and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which hath delivered up the men that lifted up their hand against my lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Ahamiah answered, When Joab sent the king's servant and me thy servant, I saw a great tumult, but I don't know what happened. I saw something, but I don't really know what happened. There was something going on, but I don't know what it was. And the king said unto him, Turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside and he stood still. And behold, Cushai came. And Cushai said, Tidings, my lord, the king. For the Lord hath avenged thee this day of all them that rose up against the king. And the king said unto Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of the Lord, of my lord, the king, and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt, be as the young man is. And the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, thus he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom. Would God I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son, my son. Ahamiah was anxious to run, but unwilling to wait. Cushai was willing to wait until sent and had a message. He was willing to be patient until given the green light. Are you willing? Are you willing? I don't, don't miss my message. I'm not preaching to the point of trying to get you to stay here all night. 
That's not the goal of this message. That's not what I feel like the Lord is trying to get across here tonight. It's not for you to sit here tonight all night. But it is for you to make up your mind that you're going to find yourself a place. And I don't mean necessarily a physical place one time, one occasion. But that you are going to get yourself into a position. That you are dwelling in a place. That you say, God, I will tarry. I'm not going to move this from this place until... Until something transacts in my spirit. Until I am endued with something from on high. I want to go. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to move. But I acknowledge there's no point in running. There's no point in going if I haven't been given something to say. There's no point in getting in a hurry if I haven't gotten the message yet. I challenge some of you tonight that have waited for God to send you and you've watched others run by you. Don't worry. The race is not to the swift. It's not the one that runs the fastest. It's not the one that gets there the first. It's the one that was sent. Because while some of you have had folks blow by you as you have plodded along faithfully, day by day, week by week, month by month, and others have flown by you, kind of like the tortoise in the hare, you know. And you felt bad and you felt laughed out because they've gotten there first. Don't worry. If you've tarried, if you have waited until you got the message and you waited until God has sent you. You don't have to worry about God orchestrating all of the circumstances and working it all out just right. Last passage. Familiar for many of you. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, Brother Near used this passage. I'll use it in a little different context. Genesis 32, verse 21. This is picking up in the middle of Jacob's story. Jacob, Jacob the supplanter. Jacob the schemer. Jacob the one that took matters into his own hands. The reason some of you got some circumstances that aren't changing is because you got your hands all over it. Reason some of you got stuff that's getting worse and worse is because you got your hands all over it trying to fix it, trying to work it out. And as long as your hands are on it, God's are not. And that was Jacob. He was always scheming. He was always trying to work it out. Always trying to figure it out. Always taking matters into his own hands when he faced a challenge and he faced a difficulty rather than relying on God as long as he was Jacob. He was the supplanter. Look where it got him. Got him running for his life. Got him tricked into marrying a woman that he didn't want. Got him spending years away from home. It got him in a very adversarial relationship with his brother. The reason why he initially left home running for his life. So now he's coming back, he's on his way back, and he's about to meet his brother. So went 
the present. Jacob sends a present. He's still, at this point, it's still Jacob in control. At this point, it's still Jacob trying to figure it out. And so he sends a present ahead of him to Esau. So went the present over before him, Genesis thirty-two twenty-one, and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons, and he passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left in a condition that all of us seek very hard to avoid. Can I tell you tonight, there are places that God has ordained for you to go in your walk with Him. That you cannot, you cannot get there with anyone else. You can't get there at an altar on a Sunday night with somebody's hand on your head or your shoulder praying with you, helping you get there. You can't get there at a youth camp in the altar there. You can't get there at Youth Congress. You can't get there at Go Conference. You can't get there at Manifest or Pause that's coming up. You can't get there with anybody else. There are places that God desires for you to go and there are things that God desires to do in your life. That you can only get to those places by yourself. Some of you, the only time you ever pray is when you're in a group. The only time you ever worship is when you're in a group. The only time you ever seek God is in a group. It's at a church service. It's at some kind of an official gathering or some kind of an official meeting. Can I tell you tonight, you will never be transformed into all that God has for you to be if that is the only times that you and Jesus connect. There's got to be some times where you tell everybody else, go ahead, go ahead, I I can't come with you right now. I can't go where you're going right now. I've got to wait until he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Is there anybody in this place tonight with that kind of an attitude that says, God, I I will not let you go until you bless me. I'm going to get a hold of you, God, and I'm not going to release you until something happens. I don't know if I've lost my mind tonight, if I've completely dropped the watermelon. I don't, based on the blank stares I'm getting, I'm, I'm trying not to judge by that. Or perhaps it's the fact that maybe you just don't want to hear what I'm preaching. Shouldn't go here. Shouldn't go here. I, I was I was at a service one time, <laughs> one time, one time in my lifetime. I was at this service, and and, and I watched them. This is my handkerchief. 
I got my own handkerchief this morning. I actually ironed my own handkerchief this morning. Got it all nice and neat. I watched, I watched that before God, literally, on a little silver plate, covered with a napkin, they brought the preacher his handkerchief. Brought him his. I got this off my shelf this morning. I didn't need no help. I don't need it delivered to me on a silver platter. But that's how some of us are when we come to church. Here's what some of us want, but it's never going to happen. We want to pull up to the high chair at Jesus' table. And we want him to entice us. Open up. Here comes the airplane. Here comes the choo-choo. Open up. No. No. Don't work that way. You got to make up your mind. You got to make up your mind. I am going to get what I need. No one, no thing will stop me. Nothing's going to get in my way. Nothing's going to disillusion me. I'm not going to wait for the right person to come give me a word from God. I'm not going to wait on the right message or the right song. But I'm going to make up my mind. If you're passing by and I can get a hold of you, I'm going to get a hold of you. And I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Jacob understood. I may never get this moment again. I may never have this opportunity again. So I refuse to let go until I get what I need. If I gotta wait, I'll wait. If I gotta tarry, I'll tarry. If nobody else waits with me, If nobody else will wait with me. I wonder sometimes we, some of us come to the altar sometime or burden bearing because we know we can get a free massage. Forget that $15 for 30 minute deal. I'll just go to the altar, man. I'll just get it. Oh, Jesus. We're getting deep tissue shoulder massages. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Twelve years, twelve years, tried this doctor, couldn't help. Tried that doctor, didn't get any help. Twelve years, twelve years, twelve years, twelve years. Not twelve hours, not twelve days, not twelve weeks, not even just twelve months, but twelve years living with a condition. But finally one day realizes there is a moment right here and right now that it's not up to anybody else to decide if I get what I need or not. It's not up to anybody else to determine whether or not I receive what I need. If I can just touch the hem of His garment,
garment. If I can just get to him, I don't even need him to acknowledge me. I don't need him to look me in the eye. I don't need him to call my name. If I can just get to him and touch him, I will be made whole. I know we sing it. It's been a while since we've sung it. We'll probably sing it again in the future, I would imagine. But you, you got to acknowledge it's really kind of a pathetic song. So maybe we won't ever sing it again after that. And you really, I don't think we do it, but really when you sing it, you probably should sing it with a little bit of a whine. Savior, Savior. Here, here we go, ready? My humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by because I'm just so pitiful and pathetic sitting here. No, no, sorry, I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you came tonight. I don't know what your purpose in being here. I don't know if you just came to punch a religious clock, but get out of my way. I need something. Get out of my way. I've got an opportunity. I've got a moment to receive something that could change my life forever. You may not need Him to breathe on you, but I need Him to breathe on me. You may not need Him to revive you, but I need Him to revive me. So I'm going to find me a spot. And God, I'm going to stay right here until you breathe on me. He said, what's your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name will not be Jacob anymore, but you'll be Israel. For as a prince that hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And as he passed over, Penuel the sun rose up upon him and he halted upon his thigh that tells me if if get this if jacob could have such an encounter with god that it changed his physical nature if jacob could have such an encounter with god that from the that moment on he walked Literally, not figuratively, not spiritually speaking, he literally walked from that day on with a limp because of the encounter that he had had with God. If that can happen in the natural, then surely there is a place that you and I could get to in the spiritual that rather than leaving with a natural difference in my walk, 
rather than leaving with a difference that is just recognized in a natural way, there would be such a spiritual transformation of the spirit man that from that moment forward, I would walk differently if Jacob had could have that encounter with God in that way and affect his physical man, then surely God offers the same to you and us. If you will just make up your mind, God, I'm going to get a hold of you and I will not let go until... I don't have a title tonight. I didn't come with a title. But let me give you the title, I guess, as a question. Do you have an until? Do you have an until? Is there an until in your spirit? I will tarry until. I will wait until. I will wrestle until. That there comes some times that you've got to get beyond your pre-dinner. Father, bless this food and sanctify it in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't think it's necessary, especially if you're out in a restaurant. I don't think it's necessary when you go to pray for your meal in a restaurant to have the whole restaurant's attention as you call out in travail and intercession for God to bless your food. I don't think you got to do that. I don't think in that setting there's anything wrong with bowing your head and politely just asking God's blessings. But there are some things. There are some things that require more than just a polite little prayer. There are some things that require more than just a now I lay me down to sleep prayer. There are some things that require you finding a place and possibly literally getting down on your knees. Not just sitting in some kind of comfortable recliner or position, but making up your mind in my desperation as an act of my hunger. Let me show you how I feel. Let me show you how hungry I am. Let me show you how desperate I am that I must get something. Who who is that woman? Who's that woman in the temple? Drunk. What is that woman doing in the temple drunk? How did she get in here? How did she get in here? How? Why is she acting that way in the temple? Doesn't she know better? Priest comes to her. Why are you drunk? What are you doing here drunk? Oh, man of God. I'm not drunk. I'm not here drunk. But I've got a barren womb. I've got a barren womb that just won't be satisfied. I've got a hunger that won't be quenched. It won't go away. And my actions are simply a demonstration of the depth of my hunger. I don't think she apologized for appearing drunk. I don't think she apologized for actions that appeared to be the actions of someone that was drunk. She was so desperate. I must have a child. I must have a child or else I want to die. Oh God, I know, I, I know. 
I know there's people in this place tonight with needs significant enough. I know there's people in this place tonight that you've got needs that are significant enough that require and that are necessary for you to make up your mind. I'm willing to tarry. I'm not just going to go and go and go. But I understand I've got to take some time to wait until I am endued with something from on high. Breathe, breathe on me, breathe on me tonight, God, breathe on me tonight, God, power of God, come in and change me. You are all, you are all, you are all I need, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, breathe, breathe. Breathe, breathe, breathe on me. Let me encounter you in such a way that when I'm done, I walk differently. Let me encounter you in such a way that when I leave that encounter, I walk differently from then on. That there is a change in my name, in my very nature, because I had an encounter with you and stayed there until... I preach to people tonight that you've got God's calling on your life. I preach to people tonight that God's called you to various things and various places of ministry. But before you go, you gotta tarry. Before you go, you gotta tarry. Before you go, you gotta get endued with some power. And that requires being willing to wait until. I can't tell you how long you're gonna have to wait. I can't tell you how long it's going to take you. It may not take you as long as somebody else, but it may take you longer than others. Either way, are you willing to make up your mind? I will tarry until. I will wrestle until. I'm all for professional help in some areas. I realize that there are people that have been given talents and abilities to help. But I'm preaching to some people tonight. You've been battling depression. I'm preaching to people tonight. You've been battling some mental issues. Why don't you make up your mind? Surely God has the power and the ability for you to find yourself a place and make up your mind. God, I will not leave until I know there has been a change in me. If God can change Jacob into Israel, 
God can change you. If God can transform Jacob into Israel, God can transform you. I don't want to be so anxious to run. I don't want to be so anxious to go, God, that I go and I don't even have anything to take. I, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to give because I wasn't willing to wait until you sent me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Power of God, come in and change me. Power of God, come in and change me. Power of God, come in and change me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, give us the determination that we need to make up our minds to be still until you breathe on us. Until you breathe on our circumstances, until you breathe on the situations in our lives that are in need of you, God. Give us the determination that we will wait until, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to put the microphone down. Ushers will be at the door for your offering. Fellowship is outside. Whenever you're done, whenever you want to go, that's up to you.